The Welcome to the Show podcast is back. And thank you for listening to our podcast. Help people find our show by taking two minutes to leave a five-star rating and review wherever you listen. Thank you. Man, we are back. The Welcome to the Show podcast. You guys have been patiently waiting, and we're back. So, uh, Manny, what's up? Damn, man. Welcome to the show, everybody. It's good to be back. It is good to be back. It's been a while, man. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. Yeah, man. It feels like the season ended months ago. Oh, my God. I miss baseball so much. I miss baseball a lot, too, man, because (laughs) and it sucks for you New York fans who are Jets and Giants fans because man or Knicks fans. Actually, I think the Nets are are doing pretty good this year. Um, They're So let's just let me just say a couple of things before we get into it. If if you get your baseball news and your baseball updates through this podcast and we apologize because it's already been like a week or a week and a half or so or so since the uh, since the World Series ended and. You know, you probably haven't been able to participate in the conversations at work or at school or between your friends or your, or your you know, fantasy baseball chat. So if this is where you get your baseball updates, we did a poor job and I'm sorry. Word. I apologize too, guys. Although you could check the website, although I haven't really been updating a lot of sports stuff. The Hotheads podcast has been killing it with that, with their streamers and dreamers or, you know, that's players that you can stream and players that you should avoid in fantasy football. Definitely check that out. That's on, up on our website on WTTSpod.com. But in terms of the baseball content and the basketball content, I personally have been dropping the ball. There's, but there are, there is a lot of other content, a lot of other interesting content. And as yep, always, yep. there's a lot of content from months ago that is still relevant today. Like the Screwball movie came out on Netflix. So we're seeing a lot of traffic with the uh, Porter Fisher interview that we did. Um, you know, all of that stuff is still fresh and relevant you can go back and check it at any time what else did i want to say to piggyback on your comment about new york sports i think can we officially declare the 2010s aside from the giants winning the super bowl the the worst decade in new york sports i think that for anybody who would be listening to this podcast yes for all of us listening and me between between the two of us i would say it is the worst decade yes i mean the like nothing nothing happened for us in the 2010s (laughs) nothing i'm trying to think of like the the biggest things as carmelo anthony signed with the knicks you know what thing in the last two (laughs) in the last two decades in the 2000 and the 2010s yes the yankees won the world series in 2000 and 2009 but that's just the yankees in terms of New York sports as a whole, we have since 2000 to 2019, we have two giant Super Bowls and we have two Yankee World Series. That's it. Nothing else. Yeah, man. Meanwhile, and I don't want to make this a Boston and New York thing, but the Patriots have won like five Super Bowls. <laughs> the Red Sox have won like four World Series. The Celtics haven't been the laughing stock of the They, of the, of they the won league. a championship. Didn't You're they? right. They did. I think they did in a like when LeBron was in was in Cleveland, right? They did win a champion in, I think in the two thousand. So, yeah. They right, had man, a big three. Right. The Bruins won. The Boston Bruins in hockey. Not that I give a shit, but they did. Um, what the fuck, man? What the hell's going on? The Knicks are one and six, the worst team in tied with the Pelicans in the NBA, the worst in the Eastern Conference for sure. The the Nets are three and four. The Giants are a fucking joke. The Jets are an absolute fucking joke. 
the yeah. I don't know what the fuck's going on with the Rangers, Islanders, or Devils, but I'm pretty sure they suck too because they're tri-state area teams. So that's that's just I. Them let's the just breaks. let's. I haven't really watched too much basketball because uh, I don't watch a lot of basketball, but I want to start because I want to see how RJ RJ Barrett plays out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to see Kyrie start playing too because I do want to kind of get involved a little bit of the New York side of, of the NBA. See see what all the hype is about. See what LeBron's been up to these days. You know mm-hmm. that hairline and everything. Or uh, he's a beast, man. Love that guy. But I but I have been watching a lot of football, man. And I have to say the Buffalo Bills are six and two, man. Shout out to the Buffalo Bills. Um, I'm a Bills fan. They might as well be Don't, a Canadian team, fucking like eight hours away from here. Doesn't even make sense. I'm, I'm good with that, man. I'm a, I'm also a Red Sox fan, so we we know a little bit. We know, we know I know a thing or two about long distance relationships. Um, CT hates himself, by the way. He hates. <laughs> he's a self hating Dominican guy. <laughs> I want to. I want to talk about the Giants and the Jets real quick before we just focus the rest of this episode on baseball. Damn. I gotta say, looking at the two teams, the Giants and the Jets, you gotta you gotta be. You really got to like the Jets or love the Jets to call yourself a Jets fan, man. And I know the Giants are just as bad, but the Giants are supposed to be this bad. They're supposed to be. Yeah. The we're Jets, not, we're the, not there yet. The, this was the Jets' year. This was supposed yeah. to be their year. Not, not. I'm not going to say their year, but at least it was supposed to be a year where you're looking at a 9-7-ish and seven-ish record. You're looking at a wild card. Nobody's going to beat the Patriots in the division, but... You're looking at a year where you had all this money in the offseason. You got Le'Veon Bell. Mm. Sam Darnold was supposed to take a step in the right direction. You got Adam Gase, the quarterback whisperer, which I yeah. hate hearing because Bullshit. I don't know who dubbed them the quarterback whisperer. I don't know who. who I want to sit in the room with the interview process when it comes to these coaches. Like, What did he tell you guys that allowed you to not only hire him, but let him choose the next GM? If the, I don't know if that was confirmed. Am I just going off rumors here? But... <laughs> Adam Gase is shit. The Jets are shit. Those green jerseys, like I've always said, I, I like the ones before. These new ones are, they look fake. They, they look, look like, like paper. They look like the stuff that comes out of your nose when you have an infection, when you're fucking sick and you need antibiotics. <laughs> That's what that looks like to me. Snot. Yeah, man. And I honestly, like, I feel bad for Sam Darnold. Like, I hear him on the Michael K show interviews. Or wherever you hear him, and he just sounds... He's a kid. He's only 22. Yeah, or 21. Yeah. 20, 22, 21, whatever. But I feel bad for him. Like, he doesn't have any sort of, like, confidence in his voice. Not that he should. He's he's playing like shit on the worst <laughs> football team. That's not the Bengals. and Or the Redskins, I guess you could say. Or the, or the, Dolphins. Or the Dolphins. But the Dolphins whooped them. So, I guess the Dolphins can at least call themselves better than the Jets. But all right, you're not supposed to have confidence, but I just can tell, man, he's not right right now. Mm. And I feel bad for him, man. I really feel like Adam Gase is ruining him. Uh, I want all the people who made fun of Josh Allen when they were drafted all in the same class. And look at Josh Allen now. Look at uh, Sam Darnold. That's my last. That was my last point on there. Okay. Uh, you had to just throw in Josh Allen. but um, He's been playing great, man. He's he is. They're okay. Well enough. Well, well enough. We're, we, we have a good coach. They're good. They're good. They're okay. Um, I just hope that this is the last one for the pa- the Patriots. It sounds like Bill Belichick and Tom Brady are have had it with each other. Um, Brady doesn't look like Brady. Maybe Belichick gets himself out of the Pats. Maybe this is this is a Giants fan hoping here. 
and he comes back home to New York, to the Giants, where it all started under Bill Parcells. Yes, that's what I want. Damn. I will welcome him. I will welcome his cheating ass, his his murderer (laughs) accepting um, ass into New York if he gives me a nice, you know, although he he might Phil Jackson it. You never know. Nah, man. I think Belichick is is the real deal. I think I for me, no no slight on Tom Brady. He's a great quarterback, greatest quarterback of all time. But to me, Belichick is the is is that team. He's the reason why they're so good, in my opinion. I think it's both equal parts. Okay. I mean, I, we, we can say, huh? How did we? Get, I'm sorry, I brought us here. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. See, see, we can say that Bill Belichick is the team, but. We can never say that we know that any other quarterback would have won six Super Bowls on yeah, that yeah. team. We we don't know that, man. Yeah. We just don't know. I know. Right? But I'm just saying, every other moving part, he's the only constant. Everything else is is constantly changing. You know, it's well, never the well, same team year in and year out. And, you know, that's true. Him and Brady are the constant. So, But I think, I honestly, I believe that you can insert Sam Darnold into that system and he could make it work. All right. Well, I would have to disagree, but I also don't <laughs> want to spend a full episode talking about that because we got a lot of baseball stuff, okay, a lot yeah, of rumors, a lot of rumors out there in the baseball world now. Let's so we're going to. So, yeah, let's just let's just get into it, guys. If you didn't know, the Washington Nationals won the World Series. Mm. You happy about you're happy about that. Baby shark. Doo, 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 doo. I hate that fucking song. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> that was that's so stupid. They got him like in mid season, and that became like the the team's identity. Come on. And they had I don't know if you noticed, but like if it was a single, the baby shark would be just the fingers. If it was a double, they do like a like a slight hand clap. If it was a triple, it was a big baby shark. And if it was a home run, it was like an insane celebration. Did you notice that that they had like modifications to it? So this was for any player or for actual uh This was everybody. Gerardo, Gerardo pa- no, it wasn't just Gerardo Power. Like if you see in I think it was in the postseason in the World Series, maybe it was the last game Rendon hit a single and he did the two fingers. He just did his thumb and his index finger. And then I saw someone else hit a double and they did like the the hand clapping one. I forgot who it was. Um so they all had that system going, which I think is pretty cool. Like I wish it was another song because that song is annoying as fuck. But um but I thought it was pretty cool. You could tell that the team chemistry. When you win, your chemistry is amazing. So, you know, it feels like it feels like any team that's ever had any of those like little mannerisms never won the World Series. Like, remember when the Yankees had the thumbs down thing? The thumbs down. This year they had the yeah. four fingers. What is the four fingers? I don't even know what it meant, but they all did the four fingers. I don't know what the fuck you know. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyways, man. So the Nationals won it, and I want to take this moment to just shit on the Mets real quick. Uh, Mets Mets fans were calling into the radio station after the Nationals when they were like, "You see, guys, look what look what would have happened had we just saved a couple of those games if we had a good bullpen." Well, first of all, you didn't have a good bullpen, so scratch mm-hmm. that off. And neither did the Nationals. Man, they got up to a nineteen and thirty one start. Mm-hmm. That was the worst. And they, they took a they took a page out of the Arizona Diamondbacks playbook in two thousand and one. They were recycling starting pitchers in their and out of the bullpen, and it worked out for them. Yeah. Corbin ended up playing a, a huge role. I oh feel like he God. didn't do good as a starter, but he did his job coming out of the bullpen, yep. Patrick Corbin. And by the way, I don't know if you're going to go through the headlines or if we're just going to kind of free flow it, uh, which I'm cool no, with. We're, we're, we're winging this shit. All right, good. Well, I just want to say, CT, and this might this might be a little jaw, a jaw dropper for you, um, but I've, I've 
I've embraced analytics wholeheartedly, and I still believe in them. I still think that analytics are an important part of the game in the regular season. And I've said this in the past. In the postseason, it's a completely different animal. But the Nats kind of, it was kind of like a slap in the face. Like, yeah, like they are, they were not analytical all season. This is a play, you know, a heart. Uh, this is a heart team. Like, Davey Martinez is not looking in a binder to see what move he needs to make. He he did it based on feel. And you saw it work. You know what I mean? And and yeah. they, they defeated the best team in baseball. Nobody thought that they were going to win the World Series against the Houston Astros. Um, Vegas had them as insane underdogs. And they came out on top. And, and moving forward, I will still use analytics and annoy the shit out of you guys with analytics. But... I'm going to dial it back a little bit because, you know. You kind of have to at this point. With, they're human. With the these national. are human beings. And I start thinking about yeah. my time as a teacher. And and numbers and analytics played a huge role in the education system. And that shit used to piss me off because I dealt with special education students. And I had to look at individuals. And to me, the numbers didn't match up with my individuals. They needed something more. And that's the same thing with baseball. This is my connection with baseball. Maybe, you know, every time Aaron Judge goes up to the plate, he's not going to hit a home run. So, you know, throw away the analytics and just, you know, show these players how to overcome certain situations. That's how the game has to be played. Like if there's a man on first or a man on second or actually a man on third and no outs, stop trying to crank a home run. Fucking hit the ball in the air. You know what I'm saying? If it's the World Series game six and you have a man on second, no outs, and Brett Gardner's up to bat, yes, he could crank a home run, lay down a button, and get him to third because he might he has a better chance of scoring from there. I know this sounds crazy, CT. You're probably dying right now because I'm saying shit like this. No. But fuck it. You know what I'm saying? You have to play thought, by ear. I never thought that you were to the point of analytics where you're going to live and die by the analytics. I think any baseball person – in the in a clubhouse with any clue of how baseball is should know when you can feel the pulse of the game it's that it's the things that analytics doesn't want to talk about like the pulse of the game i don't think we see howie kendrick in that lineup in any of those lineups with analytics playing a huge role in in the nats organization you don't see you don't see how you don't see max scherzer in game seven of the world series in the fifth inning still the way he was pitching if he was on the yankees he would have been taken out in the second inning yeah and and, and, it, and he gutted through that fucking performance, man. That shit was that was vintage, not vintage, but it was like when you look back on Max Scherzer, that's a perfect example of the type of pitcher that he is. That he got into a lot of trouble, but he still managed to come out of that, come out of it, you know, giving his team a chance to win. And that's that's the point. You know what I mean? And and before I get into this next point, too, I also want to say like about Howie Kendrick, right? You probably don't see him in the lineup, but he ended up hitting the grand slam against the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. And he ended up hitting the go-ahead home run in Game Seven. I hope I'm getting this right, guys. I'm sorry. The yeah, World Series yeah, like did. a year. The World Series was like a year ago. So <laughs> off the pole, man. Off yeah, the pole. off the pole. Now, I'm not gonna tell you like, yeah, see, like Howie Kendrick needs to be in that lineup. No, I was ripping Howie Kendrick in in the Dodger <laughs> series. That guy wasn't doing shit, but he ended up coming through. And I think that's the point. Like at the end of the day, they're just humans. They're professionals. Any single player on one through nine, even the pitcher, can hit a home run off Garrett Cole. Any one of them. Mm. Uh, so I think that's what we love about baseball. I also want to say this was a pretty ex- – even though I think the numbers show that uh, ratings were down for this World Series, for me as a baseball fan, 
this was an exciting series. And I think the biggest reason why was because, for the most part, all these pitchers mm-hmm. went deep into games. Now, I'm not saying they should outlaw relief pitching. I think, obviously, you can't do that, right? <laughs> like, yeah. But I think that that three batter rule for relief pitchers that they're trying to put into play it might make the game more exciting i think having pitchers go deeper into games makes the games more exciting i don't know if it's because i'm watching scherzer go out there and put the team on his back for the fifth inning or the sixth inning or the seventh inning or maybe because now that they've seen the lineup the third or fourth time around there's more balls being put into play i think balls getting put into play is the biggest thing um I guess when you bring in a wipeout pitcher, like, um, what's what's a, what's a good one? Um, I guess like Adovino, not not Adovino, Jesus Christ, uh, Araldis Chapman maybe. Like, if you bring on a relief pitcher that's gonna just mm-hmm. strike out the side, I think that kind of just you're all, you're just accepting that's what it's gonna be. And I, I know they can't change the rules, but there's something to pitchers going deep into games, which results into more balls getting put into play. Mm-hmm. that made the game, made the series more exciting for me. I agree. And unlike, I, I go back to the Yankee games because I'm a Yankee fan, but with the Yankees-Astros series and the ALCS, I was complaining about the time of these games because I was going to bed at fucking like 1.30 in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning after, you know, watching all the post-game shit and stuff like that. Not that I had to, but at that point, you're kind of amped up. You you know, you yeah. can't go to sleep. Um, with the World Series games, I can't remember. I can't think of a single game that end, ended past midnight. I don't know if I'm making that up, but it, fe- it felt that way to me. Like It's because they took the bullpen out of it. They took the bullpen out of the equation. There wasn't a pitching change every three seconds. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it just made the game flow a lot better for me. I agree. This is one of the most entertaining World Series uh, can we, series that, that I've seen in a while. Can we go as far as to say that Clearly, the bullpen adds an extra hour or so to the game, right? Can we go as far as to say that these bullpen games actually throw off your team in general? Like, it takes, like, the life out of your team? Because I can't see a team carrying momentum inning to inning when there's two pitching, a pitching change within an inning. Can we, do you think we're, we're, we can go as far as to say that maybe just using the Yankees as an example, but having such a heavily influenced bullpen (coughs) team can take, like, your, your, I don't know, like your your spunk out of the lineup. Spunk. I, I don't know why I said that word. I, I could use that word in my life. I could I could see that because the one thing that I never took into consideration with opener games or bullpen games or whatever people want to call them is that your your focus in doing that is is in neutralizing the other team's offense, but you're not thinking about what that does to your team. Like if you get into some sort of rhythm. Um, which there is, I don't, I don't know if you believe in this, but I think that there is a rhythm to, to certain types of games and when they're disrupted and they go in the other direction, it's hard for a team to overcome that. Like in the, in game seven of the world series, I felt like that game was over for, for the Nats. I didn't think they were going to win, but as soon as Kendrick hit that home run, it kind of the, you could see the tides turning. You could just see the life get sucked, sucked out of the Astros. And I felt like that's it. The momentum was going to carry the Nats all the way through. I I didn't, had no doubt in my mind that they were going to win after that home run. Um, what I'm trying to say is basically had there been like pitching changes and shit here and there, it could have it could have given the other team a chance to refresh and and, you know, get get their you know wits back yeah. about them or whatever and come back or whatever. I feel like it disrupts the balance of the game. It disrupts everybody. The players get yeah. bored. 
They're sitting around for too long. They're not hitting enough. You know what I'm saying? It takes yep. too long. Everybody, everybody feels the effects of that. You hear, t- you heard Tim Anderson all season talk about how baseball is boring. I think this is part of the reason why these games are too fucking long because there's too many pitching changes. Yeah, and I just want to say for that game seven, to me, the Astros choked that one away because uh, I can't blame Will Harris for that. He was not he was abused, sh- man. Yeah, he was abused in that series. I get he was like their go-to guy and everything, but the Astros had a guy in scoring position almost every inning against Scherzer. Scherzer did not pitch. Yeah, he only gave up two runs, mm-hmm. but he wasn't uh, dominating the Astros. No. The Astros just could not come through with that hit to get to put the Nats away. So they pretty much let the Nats hang around, and there you go. Howie Kendrick, good old grandfather Kendrick, uh, Hits one off the foul pole, which you'll probably never you, you won't see too many of those. And by the way, uh, Zach Greinke looked unhittable in that game. He yeah, was throwing man. filthy ass shit. And that home run that Rendon hit off of him into it was the a good pitch. It was a good pitch into the into the the right field, which I fucking hate. I hate the way that stadium is set up because yeah, that feels like either. a that feels like a short porch in in, in right field. Um, so right field, left field. So advantage. Um, Advantage right-hand hitters, which is most Major League Baseball hitters. Anyway, um, I, I fucking hate it. But anyway, um, and immediately A.J. Hinch came out and, and gave him the hook. I would have left him in there because he was fooling every single hitter in that lineup. And at that point, he, I felt like he didn't take into consideration that Will Harris, they had seen Will Harris pretty much in every single game before that. So... Exactly. You know, he was getting abused. Like, like you just threw out there a pitcher that had just pitched way too much. They, I think they had hit him the game before, too. Somebody they hit a home run off of him. They did. I thought that was a bad move. I didn't like the move at the time. Greinke looked. Greinke could have finished that game. I think he only had, like, fucking so. 80 pitches or something at that point. Yep. I thought so, too. Not to mention Garrett Cole. Never used Garrett Cole. Never used Garrett. I could not believe that they did not use Garrett Cole. That's what I kept yeah, texting man. all night. Why isn't Garrett Cole in this game yet? Speaking speaking of Garrett Cole, why I don't I don't even know what to make of the whole post game interview. I still haven't even watched it. I just know that he was wearing a Scott Boras hat. Oh, it was it was intense. <laughs> it was intense. I haven't even watched it. Could you kind of like just break it down for me yeah. and like you know? Can you keep keep the keep the essay to maybe like ten words maybe and uh? Ooh, ten words. Uh, no, I'm I'll kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so he so basically he was at his locker and um you know how every team has like a like a press person who goes like like the Yankees have this one guy who's always at press conferences. He's the first guy that talks, and then he tells the media, "Okay, you ask this question, you ask this question, and yeah, all right, yeah. one more, whatever." That guy went up to Garrett Cole with with a, a group of media members, and Garrett Cole said at his locker, he was like, "I'm not a member of this team anymore. I'm unemployed. Like basically, don't talk to me. I don't want to talk. I'm unemployed. I'm not a member of your team anymore." It was pretty intense. Like it was pretty nasty. Jesus. And then he eventually kind of like said, oh, fuck it, I'll do it, whatever. So he threw on a, a Scott Boris hat on, and he went and he answered some questions. He warmed up by the end of it. I think he realized, oh, shit, I'm being a fucking asshole. He warmed up by the <laughs> end of it. But, but basically, he he declared in front of Astros personnel, his teammates, the media guy, I'm not a member of this team anymore. I'm unemployed. But I think I think it was it was the moment, too. The way they lost that game, he had warmed up in the bullpen and never got used. I would have been pissed, too. I don't know if I would have handled it the same way, but I would have no, been I mean, pretty pissed, see, too. This is my thing. I, I, that could be two things. One, yeah, he wasn't used. That's not, that's on the manager. Two, uh, maybe he the Astros haven't really 
wooed him in the way of like, hey, like we want you to stay on this team. I actually, you know what? This brings up a good point. I remember at at some point during the playoffs, the Astros president said we're not going to be pursuing Cole in the offseason. Something well, along the lines like well, that. Now now Jim Crane, the owner of the team, said that he's willing to go he's willing yeah. to pay the competitive balance tax to keep Cole. So he's saying he's willing to overpay for him. I don't know yeah, if that's yeah. true. I don't know if that's gonna happen, but that's I, I know I, I know he said that now, but what he said during the playoffs is something I probably wouldn't have said since my guy is pitching like for us in the playoffs. But anyways that that could be one of two things but the whole being a dick about it man come on like yeah it's like you, you owe your team like you're a part of a baseball team and i know it's all about the money and you guys are professionals but this is this is a kid's game mm-hmm. can you act like can you act like you have a pulse like <laughs> that that's the thing the frustration i would have understood had he been like visibly upset that they lost or whatever what what i would have taken offense to if i was a, a nationals fan and I'm, I'm i'm with you on this i agree or a member of the Astros is is how he basically it was almost like I don't know if you remember before LeBron uh went to the Heat and it was a finals game and he was with the the Cavaliers uh, and they lost the game as he was walking out of the court he took off his jersey and everybody yeah. was making a big deal out of it the next day in my mind I was like at the time I was like that's so stupid he was just taking off his jersey who cares but everybody was like no he was basically saying like I'm fucking done. I'm not a member of the Cavaliers anymore. Fuck these these guys. Like, he was giving up on his team. That's kind of what it felt like with Cole, too. When he said, I'm unemployed. I'm not a member of this team anymore. You know, like, yep. you don't say that shit when you're in the locker room, in the building, right after your team just got, you know, upset by the by the Nets. Yeah. Fuck them. Yep. Anyways, I, I still man. want him in New York, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, about <laughs> that. I I mean, so you think they're going to, you think they'll get him? I don't. Okay. So the way that Brian Cashman has been operating over the last few years would tell you that they're not going to spend the money and give him the years. Yeah. But I feel like the, in what I had said before, how we have to stop with the analytics so much. um, This is one of those examples. The Red Sox have Chris Sale. The Astros have Justin Verlander, who, by the way, did not look good in the postseason. Nope. Um, you know, you have your Max Scherzers and Steven Strasburg out there. If the Yankees really want to compete, they need a top top of the line ace starting pitcher. And we don't know if Luis if Luis Severino is ever going to be that. It doesn't look like it at this point. You never know. But you know for sure that Garrett Cole is, and you know for sure that. He knows what the Astros are doing now, so he has some tricks up up his sleeve. Garrett Cole, I mean, Charlie Morton carried it into Tampa Bay. He's a top three finalist for the AL Cy Young. Um, so take the chance on Garrett Cole, man. 29 years old. If you give him six, seven years, he's going to be 35, 36 years old. Same age as Max Scherzer, same age as Justin Verlander, and they're still dominating. And he just pitched the season like the best pitcher in baseball, and he dominated in the postseason, except for one game. So You know... This this guy is the difference. He's the missing piece. I feel like you get Garrett Cole and you get you become the favorites to win the World Series. You don't get him and you're in the same situation you've been in the last two or three years. You know, I, I agree that they should get him because he is the missing piece. I agree with that. But you're right. The way that they've been operating the last couple of seasons, this is the way I'm looking at it. Um, they're going to make an offer for Cole and there'll be there will be a team out there. And this mm-hmm. is just based off what you told me in that post game interview. I think Cole is about his business. 
I think there's a team out there that's going to drop the 300 mil mark on him with the years. Yeah. And all included with the yacht. Flood with girls. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Right? Me too. They're going to drop they'll they'll drop the boatload on Garrett Cole. I don't think the Yankees are going to match it because I don't think they want to be tied to a guy like that. Uh just one guy, one pitcher, a guy that pitches once a week or maybe once and a half if you're on that if they have like five six star, five starters for however the hell they do it. Um and and on top of all that, they they won they have back-to-back 100 win seasons. You can easily just look at that team and say, like, maybe it's not a Garrett Cole. Maybe it's another. Maybe it's someone that's decent. Like, not maybe maybe not Garrett Cole, but maybe it's you know Madison Bumgarner or something. Yeah. Um. So I personally think that they're not going. They're gonna look at it in terms of a finance situation and say that it's not. It's not the. It's not the juice was not worth the squeeze. They're, if if they don't, they're stupid and. That's what this, I think. I I agree, but so I think like, we both know why there's a chance they might not get him. When it was announced that Aaron Hicks was going to have Tommy John surgery, even I fell into this narrative that 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 meant that Brett Gardner was basically going to come back next season. And the fact of the matter is is that we have a ton of outfielders, so you don't have to bring back back Brett Gardner, who's going to be worth ten million dollars. I know that that's horrible to say because he's been with the Yankees. He came up with the Yankees. He's homegrown. He was here in two thousand and nine. Um, he's a good clubhouse guy. He's a veteran, this, this, and that. Um, I don't want to give $10 million to Brett Gardner again. I'm sorry. I thank you for your time. Um, but it's time to move on. So that's $10 million with Brett Gardner, 10 million with CC who just retired and Didi Gregorius declined the qualifying offer become, Oh no, he didn't even receive one. So he's going to become a free agent. Um, and, and a person in our chat, Diego, the luckiest man in the world. If you guys need, <laughs> To place a bet or something, let me know. I'll, pl- I'll run it through Diego, and you guys will probably win the bet. But anyway, he made a good point. The Yankees don't need DDS short either. Again, not being loyal to my players. I'm sorry. I love these guys. But it's true. Glaber could play short. You have LeMahieu at third. You have Andujar and Gio Urshela, who combined make probably less than a million dollars at third base. And you have Luke Voigt, Greg Bird, and whoever the fuck else at first base. Um, that right there opens up what you need for Garrett Cole. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So you have the money. You could do it. Um, It's a matter of are you willing to. You might have to throw in a couple of extra dollars. You might have to pay the competitive balance tax. But Hal Steinbrenner was willing to pay the competitive balance tax in 2017, I think it was, when we got, I can't remember who it was. Was it Sonny Gray? That that might have put us over, and they they ended up paying for it. Um, So you should be able to. You should be able to want to do it for Garrett Cole. That's all I'm saying. Like, you want to win a championship it's for me the only path to the championship is to get a top of the line starter and for me that's garrett cole or or steven yeah. strasburg but i feel like garrett cole i feel more yeah he, he's pitched in the american league the the houston nationals connection i want i want him i want him on my team now please yeah man i agree too they should get him but i think we both see the the side of that they might not yeah um, and I think the only thing that was left for Garrett Cole to prove was could he pitch in New York? He won that game against the Yankees in in the Bronx. I felt like that was like all right, like just give him a blank check already. He's but, the best pitcher in baseball right now. He's yeah. for two straight seasons he's pitched like the best p- pitcher in baseball. You have to. I don't think you have to do it. 
you can't let and the Angels get him. And I don't think people realize how rare it is for a guy to hit free agency this good at pitching, right? At this age. I don't think people realize. Yeah, at this age. Max Scherzer, Max Scherzer hit free agency at age 29, but he hadn't proven at that point. He had pitched no. really well. I think he won a, He might have won a Cy Young in Detroit, but he was. people were concerned about Max Scherzer. And then he pulled it together and became the best, probably the best, the best starter in baseball since he's been with the Nats. You're seeing a situation similar to to Max Scherzer's with Garrett Cole, except that Garrett Cole, to me, looks like more of a sure thing than Max Scherzer did at the time. Knowing what we know now, like, yeah, I, I wish we had taken Max Scherzer. But we know, we absolutely know what, what Garrett Cole is at this point. So, yep. And he can only get better. You know what I'm saying? Before it gets worse. He's going to get better before it gets worse. Because he's not at that point where starting pitchers start to decline yet. Yeah, man. I agree. Damn, man. So excited. Huge boner right now. Let's just let's talk about some other financial uh, news in the major league. J.D. Martinez does not opt out of his contract. The Red Sox are now on the hook for $23 million next season. Bye, Mookie. Damn it. Uh, J.D. Martinez can possibly earn 62.5 mil over the next three seasons. Does he have he opt-outs every season? I think he does, yes. Okay. I think this is this is goodbye to Mookie Betts, and I, I think that a lot of people thought that he was going to opt out. There's no way in hell that he was going to opt out. I never believed he was going to opt out of that deal. Yeah, why would he? Uh, I actually, kind of actually with the kinda, back issues. I actually kind of thought he did because even though he might not get more annual salary, I think he could have tacked on another year, which means more money, just less yeah. annual. So I actually thought he was going to opt out, but hey, I am a you know I will admit when I was wrong. Yep, I think this is it for Mookie. Unless they could find somebody, unless they could find a trade for JD, unless they could trade him somewhere else, that's still possible. Or unless they could find a trade for David Price, or maybe a combination of both and eating some of the money or something like that. Yeah, but at that point, you're uh, losing two big players too. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I don't. Know. I actually, I actually meant to mention this when we were just talking about Gary Cole, but CC Sabathia actually talked, being that he's a Cali native. And he mm-hmm. was the biggest free agent uh, pitcher when he signed with the Yankees, which at the time was the biggest contract handed to a pitcher. He was 28 years uh, old, close to Garrett Cole. Very, very similar. Very similar. He he uh, uh, he was a uh, sorry to interrupt. He was a well. He, I don't. I wouldn't call him Cole a mercenary for the for the Astros. Maybe he was, but a two year mercenary. Yeah. The, the Milwaukee Brewers brought in CC Zabathia for half a season. I don't know if you remember this. I remember. And he was a fucking beast, man. He was oh. pitching on like three days. Yeah, he just came, right? I mean, too. Um, oh, oh I, I remember, man. <laughs> oh, I remember. <laughs> Trust was, me. Trust me, you. I remember. That was fucking. Oh, my God, man. That was amazing. Yeah, man. Uh, so, CZ Bathia had a, had a quote. According to Bleach Report, it was an epic quote. And the quote was a little something like this. I want to know what you think about it, man. Mm. Sabathia says, if you give that motherfucker enough money. He gonna want to come here. I agree, man. It's yeah, like you, you don't said. think that kind of you don't think that kind of hurts the Yankees a little bit because now it's like, oh, okay, so like now now we do have to give him that. Like now I kind of now I'm more convinced that they're not gonna get him. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing about CC Sabathia, and a lot of people have mixed feelings about CC. I feel like Yankees fans love him, but if you're not a Yankees fan, you look at CC and you have mixed feelings about the guy. If you listen to the podcast, the R two C two podcast, which is him and Ryan Rucco. Um, they 
CC does not hold back. He doesn't give a fuck. He's he as a member of the New York Yankees, he would say shit that maybe you wouldn't think you would hear from a Yankee player. And that's what I love about him is that he's real. He's not going to he's not going to spoon feed you shit. He's he said have, you know, he said um the first episode after the World Series ended, he said that not after the World Series ended, after he hurt his arm when he, you know, he basically destroyed his arm on on the last pitch of his entire career. He said that he felt good as a reliever and that he was going to come back next year. And he, you know, even though he loves the Yankees, he was going to go to whoever gave him the most money. And he said that that was his decision making in 2008 and 2009, too. It wasn't that he was passionate about becoming a New York Yankee. Is that they outbid everybody. So, yes, he wanted to go to the West Coast, but the money brought him here. And how many guys do you hear them? Do you hear say that? You know what I'm saying? And that's the truth. And I think that's going to be what's going to happen with Garrett Cole, too. Whoever gives him the most money, it could be fucking the Miami Marlins. That's where he's going to go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's going to go and where the money is. It kind of has to be because, like, if you don't take that money, you kind of set the market for everybody else. There's less. I mean, it's it's a it's a gift and a curse type of thing. Like, the more money you accept, the more money other people are going to get because you kind of set the market. But I also feel like the more money that you do get paid, the more you make your profession, what you do, like, it's it, it, it's kind of accounted for. Like, yeah, it it I think it drives like I. There might be more people out there striving to become a starting pitcher if they can do what Garrett Cole does instead of taking like the right fielder out. I and guess. By, by the way, you don't hire Scott Boris if you if you don't care about the money. If you just want to go to the West Coast, you could you could yeah, man. represent yourself. You could be David Robertson or David Roberts, whatever his name is. Chopped a lot of coins. It's all good. Um, he I wants the money. So Hal, your New York Yankees are worth billions of dollars. You bought back. The Yes Network from Fox. So you have the money. Spend the fucking money. Stop being a greedy son of a bitch and give the Yankees, give New York that championship we need. God damn it. It's a drought. So thirsty. Didi Gregorius did not not receive the qualifying offer, 17.8 mil. Now, I learned what a qualifying offer was. Do you know what a qualifying offer is, Manny? Sure. Do you want me to break it down? You want to break it down? I mean, I have a, I have it written down, but if you can break it down in a more concise manner, since I'll try, uh, I'll try to keep this, I'll try to keep it brief because I feel like I'm talking a lot. No, no, um, no, man. Hey, this is you. This is we haven't been, we haven't spoken in a while. So, <laughs> so basically, a qualifying offer is I don't remember what the average is, but this year it's seventeen point eight million, I believe. I believe is what it is. Yep. You can offer a player that's set to become a free agent the qualifying offer, which is a one year deal worth seventeen point eight million dollars. If they decline it. Uh, I think you receive draft picks in return. Com- compensatory, compensatory draft picks. Right. They didn't even offer him that. And the reason why they didn't offer him the qualifying offer is because he would have accepted it because he's not going to get that. He's not going to get $17 million on a deal anywhere. Um, yeah, right. So the Yankees took the bet, he, you know, and they decided to let him walk. That doesn't mean that he's not going to be a Yankee, they could bring him back, but he's not going to get $17 million a year. He might get a three-year deal worth like $13, $14 million per year. Um, yeah. But I think for me, I think that this is it for him. I think I don't think he comes back to New York. I read somewhere that the Cincinnati Reds are interested in him, and they said something like Yasmani Grandal too, which I think would be a good – that could bring that could boost that team. Grandal is a beast as a hitter. He's a good catcher too. Um, yeah. 
And, you know, that they're, that's what they're missing. They have a good rotation. They have Joey Votto's on the decline, but he was still pretty decent. Um, Suarez was a fucking monster this year. That could that could make that team competitive in the Central. Yeah, and uh, the players that did receive a qualifying offer, obviously Garrett Cole, Steven Strasburg, yeah. Madison Bumgarner, Anthony Rendon, Marcelo Zuna, and Josh Donaldson. I don't think any of these players will accept that. No, they all declined it already. I think I think Donaldson yeah. said no and Cole said no. Um, yeah. I don't, Strasburg sure is going to say no. Oh, Strasburg, say Strasburg no. said no already. He's a free agent. Madison Bumgarner will definitely say no. Yeah. Um, they have ten days. If they don't, if they don't respond within ten days, I'm not sure what happens. I think they. That's it. They, they. I don't think they just didn't offer, so they will get those compensatory draft picks. picks. But I guess if they re-sign, yeah, if okay. they re-sign them, then that goes away. Obviously. Right. 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 Um, and Araldis Chapman, I'm surprised by this actually. Araldis Chapman signed an 18 mil extension to stay with the Yankees for another year, so he added on. So he has th- three more years with the Yankees. So I'm not. And and I wrote about this as soon as the season ended. I wrote a piece the next day um, about what the Yankees should do moving forward. It was like five points or whatever. And one of them was not what they should do, but what I thought they were going to do. And I got to say, CT, so far, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm batting 1,000. But one oh. of them is, is get Garrett Cole, which I don't know. That one might hurt my batting average. But I did, I did predict that the Yankees were going to extend Chapman, same money, one more year. And I did predict that they were going to let DD. They're not going to give him the qualifying offer. Although I did say that they were going to give him a deal. So I might I might miss on that one too. But so far, I'm batting a thousand. I just think that 18 mil is a, is a lot for it's, a relief pitcher now. Now that I've seen how like the year kind of played out, I know I was I was uh you know it is a lot. It is a lot, but it's 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 I what a top tier reliever gets. That's what Kenley yeah. Jansen got. I think. Um, I think Kimbrell got something close to that from the Cubs. Yeah, that's my thing. I was rooting for Kimbrell to get a lot of money, but now that I'm looking at the year, how it played out, I just feel like uh, 18 mil might be a lot. I don't know. I got. I kind of got to. I got to see how next season is. And Man, I'm biased. I'm biased. I'm very biased. But I think Chapman has been as as many headaches as he gives me. He's been good for us. I, I feel okay having him as a closer. I like him in the bullpen. Um, I think Batances is gone. I don't think he comes back. If he does, it's not going to be for the. It's not going to be for big money. The Red Sox um, will get him. Maybe. Maybe. Um, uh, I wanted to. Oh, sorry. Let Kimbrough, me let you. Kimbrel got sixteen mil. Sorry, I just wanted to. Correct oh, okay. Ah, oh, man, Kimbrel, man. I feel bad for him, man. Me too. I feel like I jinxed him because I was fucking. <laughs> I was talking about how great he was last year. <laughs> Look at what yeah. happened. You were like Mariano 2.0. But for real, though, man, if you. He was, man. He was. Oh. I agree. I totally agree, man. So automatic, man. He's a beast. Yeah, man. And I still think he can be that beast. I just I think the cups suck. Oh, man. I just think the cups suck, man. I don't know. Uh, speaking of teams that suck ass, mm. spe- speaking of the lowest you can get in some. In some uh, on some scales, uh, the Mets hired Carlos Beltran mm. as their new manager. Now, if you if you're from the Newark area, I know you love this this uh, this edition because Carlos Beltran and Carlos Delgados are the only reason there's a lot of Puerto Rican Met fans <laughs> out there. So, I thought it was a. I'm I'm actually surprised they went with Carlos Beltran because I thought. I feel like they could they they should have gone with Girardi. I feel like they should have laid out the red carpet for Girardi. I feel, I feel like it was a perfect perfect fit. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the Carlos Beltran one, I knew it was like an, an option, but I felt like it was like the celebrity option. Does that make sense? Yeah. And they got him. We don't. We we probably don't realize the impact of a of a manager on a baseball team the way that head coaches have on football teams or you know NBA coaches have. Uh, but they they say that Carlos Beltran is really good with the players. I think people love to say stuff like that, but you have to win games in order for that relationship to work. If you're losing games, if you're going to go through another season like the Mets just had with that kind of bullpen and not hitting when it mattered, then it doesn't matter how good Carlos Beltran is with the players. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, it could be it's all about the money, right? But at the end of the day, it's not fun to be on a losing baseball team. No. Of all the sports... Of all the sports, you got to go through 162 games on a, on a shitty baseball team. I'm telling you, you'd, you'd probably want to kill yourself. Uh, and if you don't win games, it doesn't matter how good of a relationship you have with your players. Um, they can't just print talent out of nowhere. I mean, I'm looking at the same team. Yeah, mm-hmm. Pete Alonso is coming back. Do we think Pete Alonso is going to hit 50 home runs again? I think that's highly unlikely. Not, not since uh, fucking Manfred unjuiced the balls. Oh yeah! Oh my God, the balls are definitely unjuiced in the playoffs. But um, they're keeping news, Edwin Diaz. Breaking news, CT. Breaking news: Aaron Judge, Defensive Player of the Year. Fuck yeah! Defensive Player of the Year. When did that become a thing in baseball? Now, like this year? No, no, no. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know. It wasn't a Gold Glove. It's well. There's a Gold Glove, and then the Platinum Glove is an award that they give to the best gold glove recipient so it's like everybody every position gets a gold glove every position in in every in both leagues there's a gold glove for third base second base all that stuff i don't know but man. The, all a couple i know years is ago, the yankees got something this year yeah, yeah. a couple years ago they started the platinum glove <clears> which <throat> i've seen it go to kevin kiermeyer and i think robles not robles jesus christ uh oh man how am i alderson simmons Oh, Simmons. no, Simmons, I think, got the platinum glove last year. So th- that goes to like the absolute top tier defender, not not by position, but basically out of all the gold gloves, there's a platinum glove. There's one mm-hmm. platinum glove um, defensive player of the year. What the hell? Like, I'm am I just forgetting Did I just like already am I forgetting more baseball than I've learned already? There's just so much going on in baseball that. It's... And, a, and another thing real quick. Now that we're talking about awards. The. The Willie Mays MVP award for the for the for the World Series. What's that about? I don't know, man. He wasn't even good in the World Series. <laughs> he was like in the World Series, but he wasn't like Jeter. Baseball, I mean, I'm only baseball has to do so, like part of what makes baseball so great is that we do honor the past, and everybody knows who Willie Mays is, and everybody knows who Babe Ruth is. There's like there's like legendary figures mythological figures in baseball and shit like that but i think that we have to start maybe moving away from that like if you if you look at football for example i feel like if i if i go around to 100 football fans quote unquote football fans and ask them who bart star is i would say maybe half of them maybe 40 percent of them might not know who it is if i go around to 100 nba fans quote unquote NBA fans and ask them who Oscar Robertson is, they probably a lot of them probably don't know who it is. 
um, they like honor their current players. It's about now. In baseball, it's too much about the past. Like we have to like, nah, but move on I from mean, that shit. Like fuck, I kind like in well, basketball, like- you, we all know Jordan, but he doesn't ho- he doesn't hover over the sport like Babe Ruth does he in should- baseball. You know what I mean? Jordan should though. Jordan should be the NBA logo. His air, his airness one, like where he's like split, like his legs are like split in the air. Yeah, like that the Jordans. Be, yeah, but yeah, maybe that's why they. I, I I feel like they'd be like, hey, can you just be our logo? And he's like, nah, like pay me a billion dollars. But and the pro- the it. problem with that is that then you're always being compared to the past, and that's the problem with baseball. We compare everything to the past, but you can't do that. You can't compare to the past. It's a different game. Well, it's a different game. Different. But time. see that. But see, I think baseball. And like he said, it's it's a cool thing about baseball. I feel like our history or the sports history is unrivaled because we're we cracked 150 years this year, right? The NFL cracked its 100 year this year, I think. Uh, I guess the NBA's in its what? <laughs> I'm sorry, CT. <laughs> what happened? The most <laughs> random podcast ever. Your brother just texted. <laughs> <laughs> he just i don't know why this is making me laugh so much about the judge defensive player of the year yeah like that's it's not that big of a deal but he's making it a red sox yankees thing he just judge over dookie bets <laughs> i'm telling you man i do not remember defensive player of the year as an award last year sorry, if i find man. out this is only news because a yankee player got it i'm gonna be pissed man like oh fuck i'm sorry i'm sorry i just saw that and it made me laugh <laughs> yeah no, but back back to what I was saying about we we have 150 years worth of history to look back. Yeah, there's some racism back there, obviously, because <laughs> baseball was around. <laughs> like Ty Cobb was like a freaking you know racist <laughs> asshole, and he's he's like in the history books as one of the uh, greatest hitters of it, of man. the of the sport. So yeah, but my problem is that I feel like we we gave we named it the Willie Mays Award because it's Willie Mays, not because he did good in the World Series. No, yeah, but but because he's Willie Mays, like. The batting title or the highest average, obviously the batting title in the National League. Hank Aaron. It's award. called no. The Hank Aaron Award goes to the best hitter, and okay. I think that's like a. I don't think that j- there's like a number for that. I, I know Yelich and Trout got it, so that goes to the best hitter. It takes nothing to do with defense, whatever. But the uh, batting title award, the Silver Slugger, is it the Silver Slugger? Silver whoever Slugger. has the high, whoever oh. no Silver Slugger, I think is by position, right? It's the highest batting average for position, but yeah, the I think you're right. but the batting title, the batting title, they named it. I think last year or two years, two seasons ago, they named the National League one after uh, Tony Gwynn, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then they named the other one after. Oh man, I can't believe this name is escaping me right now. I know the DH award is the Edgar Martinez award. <clears throat> makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh. But do, we really, have, but do we you, really have to like give it a name? Like for a time, no, we the, pers- the person with the highest batting average was just the batting champ. That's it. The the person yeah, with yeah. the most home runs was a home run champ. Like that's good enough for me. Like just leave it there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, no. I get it. I get it. I'm just saying there's a purpose for it. There's a purpose for the naming it the Tony Gwynn Award if you're the batting champ of the National League. What's the purpose of? And I yeah, cool. Willie Mays, you're like the best, the greatest of all time. Let's name the regular MVP award after you. But let's not name the World Series MVP. If you're gonna give it a name, give it a name like I don't know. After name it after a Yankee player, I'll be okay with that. Know, since man. they since there's probably one out there that has like a Mickey Mantle or something, you know. I don't know. Yo, I don't even know how you're gonna write the episode notes for this episode, man. Shit, man. All right, let's try to <laughs> let's, 
Let's see here. Let's see what else we Oh, so yeah, Carlos Beltran is the manager of the Mets. Manny, I never let you get your point in about that. So I I agree with you. I the fuck? Oh, my bad. Something just came through my I don't know if you can hear that. Um no. <clears throat> excuse me. I agree with you. I think that, that the manager does play a role in, in a team's success, but I feel like more most importantly is is the level of talent that's around you. If if Carlos Beltran doesn't have a good team to field out there day in and day out, he's not gonna make that much of a difference. And quite frankly, I don't feel like I feel like this Mets team that's gonna come in next season is the same exact same exact team as they had this year. Except some of their key players are going to be a year older and probably not as good as they were last year. We don't know what we're mm-hmm. going to get from Pete Alonso if the balls are in his juice, just like you said. We don't know if Ed, uh, if Edwin Diaz is going to ever get back to whatever he was with Seattle. Um, I don't know how he's going to be able to pull off a miracle with this team. I feel like, <clears throat> and I said this last season, I feel like Brody Van Wagenen needs to fucking go. He's a he's a moron. I don't even know why he's the fucking GM of the team. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's still yeah, when, like it, this isn't even like analy- it's not even like an analytic like the Yankees are an analytic team. So they have an analytic, you know, supporting cast. <clears throat> Excuse me. The Nats have a more nat- uh, traditional team. They have a traditional supporting cast. The Mets, I don't even know what to identify them as they're just like a mishmash uh yeah i feel like it doesn't make sense their team i know the i know the mets are trying to get more analytical and i feel like even just thinking of like in my head like i feel like they're going to like they're getting like the uh the b version of analytics like they're getting like only half of it maybe they're, they're getting like <laughs> yeah. uh a bad product worth of analytics whereas other teams invest like a lot of money they're probably trying to save money on getting the, the yeah, analytics right. instead uh, of hiring I, Yale students they're hiring students from like Rutgers or something Brody Van Wagenen or however the hell you say his name what I think of when I when I hear his name or when I hear him talk on the radio is you ever see those State Farm commercials with uh, Aaron Rodgers and, yeah, and Patrick yeah. Mahomes that agent that's yeah. what I think about. Like he's he's like, yeah, like come at us, man. Like we're the Mets. Like we want people to come at, come come after us, man. Like we know we're the Mets. And anyway, uh, uh, bring back so, Omar Minaya, uh, man. Make him the GM again. That'd be cool. He got a lot of flack because he used to bring bring a lot of Dominicans to the team. I remember listening to sports talk radio and callers would would comment on that. Oh, they're just a whole bunch of Latin players. Fuck, man. <laughs> Baseball's dominated by Latin players. So, yeah, bring in the best oh, fucking yeah. players. And and they just so happen to be Latin. And maybe it's because fucking steroids. Who knows? But they're still fucking great. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, I man. I don't even know what I'm saying, man. <laughs> I want to I wanted to I wanted to go through the awards award finalists, but that's just going to add another half hour or so to the show. Uh if there's any award that you want to point out, Manny, before uh. we start to wrap this up there's one more thing i wanted to talk about and it's political my friend oh fuck um (laughs) i feel like a lot of the awards are are like there's like no question like i feel like the the cy young the al cy young is going to be garrett cole in my Mm -hmm. mind he's the the al cy young the only award that's in question the only two awards that are in question is the al mvp and the nl mvp other than that i feel like it's a foregone conclusion that it's uh that it's garrett cole in the american league and i'm drawing a blank in the national league who are the <laughs> yelich yelich no the nl cy young oh it's the cy the young Ooh. yeah i think the grom i get it yeah the yeah. grom ryu uh is it strasburg 
Is it, man? I don't know. Like, I don't even know. That, For me, that all sucks. <laughs> yeah, right? For me, it's the Grom, Garrett Cole, and, it, and then in the AL, it's between Bregman and Mike Trout. And in the NL, it's between Yelich, Bellinger, and Rendon. And I don't think that Rendon's going to get it because analytics, you know, are going to yeah. fuck him Pro- over. Yeah. At the end of the day, I think the other guys racked up more wins, I guess, is what it is. Yeah. Um, so, okay, not to spend too much time on this, real quick, the whole White House thing with the Nationals. Now, I thought Sean, I thought Sean Doolittle was an idiot for not going. Like, I don't know I what got scared not for a minute there, man. Thank God this is what you're going to talk about politically. Oh, uh, no, 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 man. Yeah, no, it's about, it's about the Nationals visiting the White House. Like, I don't, I don't know what people prove by not going to a White House visit. It's a traditional thing. I, I don't think it should matter who's in office. And I also find it funny that people are making such a big deal out of the Kurt Suzuki wearing a hat. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it kind of shows how offended people are, man. Like I read, I read through some comments on a on a post on the Washington, on the New York Times, the Washington Post, one of those random uh, news sites, and people were like, "Oh man, like I really rooted for the Nationals. I'm disgusted. I hope they never win again." Like people are really hurt by this shit, man. And yeah. I gotta I say that I don't get it. Uh, they also try to make the whole Strasburg leave leaving Trump without a handshake thing. He actually went back on Twitter. I didn't know this, but he he hadn't said anything on Twitter like in over eight months or something, and he had to go on there to address like, nah, that's not what happened. Like I went back and shook his hand. Yeah. So I just thought it was really weird. Um, again, I don't know how you feel. I would go to the White House to be honored for my team, my team's accomplishment. Uh, yeah. to get honored, the highest honor you can probably receive at the which is going to the White House. Um, I don't think the president is the White House, he's part of it. Yeah, he's I not think, the whole, he's not the whole executive branch. No, yeah, you yeah. I, I think that I think that people have elevated the executive branch into like king status, and that's not what it is. Like, nah, man, he's one aspect of the whole you know operation you know there are three branches of government that's what checks and balances are all about um and he's just one component of it that's all it is and i think that if i was a member of the of the washington nationals i don't know you know try not to make this political but i don't know if i could shake donald trump's hand even before he was president i couldn't stand the guy um (laughs) that's just me but I would go and stand in the background and honor the office because it's not Trump isn't the Trump isn't, you know, the presidency isn't Trump. You know what I'm saying? He's one guy out of how many other presidents have there been? 45. I think they're I think he's number 45 or something. Man, I would have said 54 just because <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know. <laughs> I think it's 45. I think he's number 45. So, yeah, he is. That's the jersey he received. You're right. Yeah, you're right. The presidency is um, is Abraham Lincoln. It's George Washington. It's FDR. It's Obama. It's Reagan. It's you know. It's the whole. It encompasses the whole thing. The history of our country, not just him. So I don't like him politically. He is the president of the United States, so I have to show respect to him. Um, you know what I have done, Kurt Suzuki, and given him a hug and shit. Even if it was or not, actually, he gave kurt suzuki hug would i have done that had it been obama i was an obama guy i don't know if i would have done that you know what i'm saying i don't think i would have done that with any president um but i don't think no. i would have made a, a a you know 
in that moment, yeah. I don't think that's the moment to make a statement. I think that politics and sports, they, they do go hand in hand. It's it, They've gone hand in hand forever. But I think there's other ways to make statements. Like yeah. uh, like in the marathon when, when Giancarlo and I forgot who the other guy's name was held up their, their fists in the, in the Olympics back in the 60s with the black, with the black fists. Make a statement that way. Or when in the NBA, the Donald Sterling and the, and the Clippers took off their jerseys and threw them in the center of the court. The, you know, those are cool political statements. That's how you bring awareness to shit. But not showing up to the White House and then making a big fuss out of it, I think that's just being stupid and petty. You know what I'm saying? Do it a different yeah. way. Yeah. Like, I don't, I guess, and I don't, I want to wrap this up, man. But I guess I just don't see why people praise, like, what are you, what are you proving, Sean Doolittle? What are you proving by not going? I don't get it. Like, what is that? Do people like admire you or something? Cause I don't, I also don't see what's wrong about going. You're right. It's not just about Donald Trump and the Kurt Suzuki thing. Yeah. I would have not, <laughs> I wouldn't have done what he did, but I thought the whole thing was funny for all I know. Maybe he is like a right wing type of guy and he knew that that would piss a lot of people off because people are easily offended in that sense. It was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't have done what Kurt Suzuki did either. Yeah. Just think people make a big deal out of it. Just any reason you you might not love Trump or like Trump, but you, you gotta you gotta know that you gotta learn how to look at things in an unbiased fashion. And 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 this whole presidency shit, and it happened with Obama too, where people refused to go to see Obama because they didn't like him or whatever. Um, it's there's two sides to the coin too. Now, if you go, it's because you support the guy. And if you don't go, it's because you don't support the guy. There's no middle ground. So for all we know, Gerardo, you know, Paro didn't go. I'm trying to think of some random person who didn't who didn't play a major role in that didn't go. Let's say Steven Strasburg. Let's say he didn't have any interaction with with Trump. He just stood in the background or whatever. We don't know whether he supports him or not. Just because he was there, all of a sudden he becomes a Trump supporter. But if you and don't that's go, not, and it shouldn't, yeah, and, it and shouldn't if you be don't like go, that, yeah. it's because you're not a Trump supporter. But it shouldn't be that way. Maybe you didn't go because I don't know. You were fucking throwing up and taking a shit all night, and you know you didn't want to take a shit on live television in front of everybody at the White House or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like it's turning <laughs> into like this big thing now, and it, everything doesn't have to be a big thing. Like, can it just be honoring a team for winning the the, the championship, like every other team yeah. has done since I think it was like I think it was. Um, God damn. I don't know. 70s. The guy who got impeached. I can't uh, remember. Resigned. Fuck is his name? Reagan? Dick. Richard Nixon. There it is. Jesus Christ. Richard Nixon. I said Reagan. Wow. <laughs> um, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Yeah. Fuck, man. All right. Let's wrap this hey, up. Hey, man. Listen, this was, a, this was a great episode. Guys, sorry again that we took forever to drop content. Uh, let's see here. What do we usually say at this time? Shout out to Vian Varga for the music. Shout out to Luigi Gomez. I don't know where your Instagram handle is these days. You've been dropping a lot of art lately. I love it, kid. Keep keep the content coming. Um, man, you got anything? Check out the Hot Heads podcast. Go to wttspod.com. New content coming soon. Uh, I'm. I don't know if we're gonna record a new episode next week. I mean, we're still talking about it, but I know that there's gonna be a break coming at some point soon we're 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 in contract negotiations for this podcast so uh me and manny have to go through the arbitration process (laughs) yeah we did not we didn't receive the qualifying offer so uh we are we're testing free agency no um but we we're we're trying to bring we want to bring a video component to this too so 
Um, we're working on that. Replay podcast coming back soon. Check out the Hothead podcast. Follow us on social media at wttheshow.com. Wait, that's not it. At wttheshow. That's it. There's all.com. <laughs> Check out our website, wttspod.com. Probably said that six times already. And that's it. That's all I got. Rate and, re- rate and review, guys. Rate and review. Five stars only. You give us one star, you're dead to us. Oh, all right, guys. Peace. Peace.